Kevin Willis, sports psychologist and mental coach, discussing his book, Hockey Grit, Grind in Mind. And as we go through chapter two, you know, in the, in the last segment, we talked about what you really want. And this one is what do you really believe? And, and Kevin, the interesting thing about that, the word to me has great significance is what you believe. In, in many conversations, if you listen to, especially the English language, uh, people will use the words think, feel, and believe. And they're all three of those words are radically different in terms of the context and how powerful they are and what they truly mean. So what you believe may not be entirely logical. It may not be rational, uh, but it's what you believe. And that really, I thought, t- ties into our previous conversation about that whole why. Like, what is your cause? Like, what do you believe? Right? Because if someone, you know, plants a flag and they say, this is what I believe. Well, that flag draws other people to you, um, whether you realize it or not, because you you have similar belief systems but also, and, and people don't go to that flag for that person. They go for themselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, in that, you know, in that, you know, the statements and questions, I, you know, I'm asking you is like, how, like, how powerful is that when you, that statement of what you believe and then the response back from the players that, you know, that are your clients from, you know, young kids, you know, to 12, 13, 14, all the way up to the pros. And how much does that change in terms of your belief? Because belief isn't thinking and belief isn't, you know, unnecessarily always feeling, but it is so much more feeling than, any, than, than obviously thinking. Absolutely. You know, you, you're spot on with all of that. I think at the end of the day, what we believe sort of colors our world, right? It, it creates our vision of everything that's out there. Um, so, you know, you, when you get into this belief side, you're, you're talking mindset, right? You're talking about, you, you talked about things that being necessarily rational and all that, but at the end of the day, it's, it's really not even conscious. You, you're not even sure why you believe what you believe. You, you might be, but for the most part, we're not, but it's automatic. It immediately filters everything that's going on and then you filter it through those beliefs. Um, and so that's, obviously, you look at that and you say, okay, well, if I'm wearing blue-tinged glasses and I put them on and walk around outside, guess what? Everything's blue. Everything's blue. There's nothing I can see that doesn't have some straight of blue to it. And that's a fact. So when I think about belief, I'm thinking about mindset. I'm thinking about some rules that we have about how the world works, how things are going to occur, how things are going to play out. And so it's important to know sort of understand what your beliefs are. Again, we're going to get into this in a much deeper level in that, in the chapter on perception, because we're going to really understand, you know, become more aware of what we think and and how we feel and how those, those two things affect how we behave. And, And that's, well, that's our life. That's those three things together is our life. But think about something like, um, uh, you might have heard of growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So that's a belief, right? So the idea of a growth mindset is that hard work, commitment, you know, dedication to something will allow me to get better. If I keep working at it, I'll get better. Um, fixed mindset, on the other hand, was, is the idea that I was born with a certain level of skill, and I'm going to keep working until I get to that max. And then once I reach that max, well, I'm going to play it out for as long as I want to or can. And then at some point, I'll, I'll just get shuffled out, right? That's just, that's all I ever got. That was just my dose for that. And, and, and I think we all know, we're, you, you, you know, we, we know that 
hard work will allow us to achieve anything. Um, and so that growth mindset, I think, is is probably more realistic um, to most of the uh, hockey players out there. But think about what a fixed mindset means as well. You know, if you think I've only got a certain level of skill, and, it, you know, at some point when I'm a 16-year-old playing AAA, uh, and now I want to try to, to play um, as a, you know, U17 or something like that, but I'm just not very good, and, oh, my gosh, I'm not getting any ice time, and, oh, no, then if I've got a fixed mindset, what are you thinking? You're thinking, ah, shoot, I guess I've, I guess I've reached the end, right? I guess I've just maxed out my skill level. Um, versus the the growth guys saying, no, 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 I'm just going to have to double down. I'm going to have to find another coach. I'm going to have to do some, you know, off ice or whatever it is. So, yeah, I think that's the beginning of it. And there's so, so much more we could talk about, you know, our our ability to see difficulty as, as a threat, you know, as a threat to me and, and what I'm trying to accomplish versus as a challenge, something that a, an opportunity that I get to, to take on, right? So, different mindsets and, and that would cause different behavior based on those, those beliefs. Kevin, we had Trevor Timmons on earlier and we were discussing a, a prospect named Yanni Eichinen who suffered uh, multiple major knee injuries. And we're here, here we are talking about uh, belief. I find with a lot of, a lot of athletes, uh, belief is easy to maintain and hold uh, when things are going very well. It's another thing entirely mm-hmm when you're dealing with multiple knee, uh, reconstructive knee surgeries and you're a young athlete trying to make it and now you're at a significant disadvantage and you, you might have to change uh, a, a parts of uh, a parts of what you're doing on the ice with your skating mechanics. Can, can you just talk about how uh, the significance of belief in overcoming adversity so that, uh, that a prospect or player uh, can, can get back on the ice and, and be what they were before their injuries? Yeah, well, and you look at a knee injury, right? What's the most important thing that you need is that belief that when I go hard on that edge, that it's all going to hold, right? From my hip through my knee to my skate blade, right? It's all going to hold. And if you're coming back from injury, you're not sure, right? You're just not sure. So that belief has been altered. And so you're going to have to work really hard to get it back. Well, how do you do that? Well, you work it, you work it, you work it, you work it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh no, it's back. I, I can do this. You know, it's no issues at all. But remember somebody asked, Hey, what is, how much of this game is mental and how much of the game is physical? And I always answer with them. Everything starts with the brain, everything. Right. So in this situation, their ability to build up the strength and the trust in that, that, that leg and that knee is going to be based on repetition, but they could have repetition all day long if they, if they never reach the point where they trust and they believe that that leg's going to hold, well, then they're going to struggle. They're always going to come up. They're going to pull up short. They're not going to give their all. You know, there's a hundred different reasons. And then, you know, go all the way back to the healing part, right? You get injured. Well, you've got a little bit of a, a road to haul, right? So do you believe that you're going to get better and come all the way back? Or do you believe that you're going to be sort of less than when you finally get back on the ice? Again, belief sort of drives everything. Um, and so that's a great, great example of, of how beliefs can affect the trajectory of, of an elite hockey player. Kevin, do you have those conversations with your clients, uh, particularly ones that, you know, if I've gone through injury and you talk about that value of, okay, you know, you're going to have to believe at some point if you want to get where you want, what do you really want? Like those things mm-hmm. are so tied at the hip to each other. It's, it's similar. It's kind of like a, a quick circle. 
Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing is, is, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who wants to work with people so that they don't ever have to work with me again. I, I literally want to give them all the tools that they need that they don't need me anymore. Right. It sounds crazy, but that's what I want. So when I'm working with somebody who's struggling with beliefs, then what I do is I teach them how to be their own best coach. And that's one of my pillars to working with players is to teach them how to be their own best coach. And what I mean by that is, you know, the way if you're if you're you've got a friend and your friend, you know, your teammate, your linemate has just blown out his knee and he's coming back and you go to see him, you know, at the hospital or you see him at his house a week later and he's down, and he's frustrated and he's saying things. And you, as, as his friend, as his buddy, are, are trying to talk to him in a way to get him up, right, to get him to believe in himself, to know that, you know, you, you've got this, you can come back from this. Don't don't let this take you down. Right. The way that you would talk to your buddy. Well, that's what I want guys to do to themselves. I need them to talk to themselves in a way that is bringing out an ability to to literally coach themselves, right? So because I can't be with you. I can't be with you on the ice. I can't be with you before an important game. So how, how are you going to be able to sort of deal with this if you can't be your own best coach? And so to answer your question, Shane, I think in situations like that, I don't want to give them all the answers. What I want to do is I want to teach them to be their best coach, and I want them to use their experience and their knowledge, and I'm absolutely going to chip in with all that I can offer. But at the end of the day, it's got to be coming from them to them, and and that's how I have uh, success with the players that I work with. Absolutely. Uh, this has been another episode of Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM, NHL Network Radio, powered by Instat Hockey and Junior Prospect Hockey League and Fractal Hockey Consulting and Outside Edge Player Development. You can listen to the show on your favorite podcast network or YouTube and follow us on Twitter at HP Radio and HockeyProspectRadio.com. Thank you to all our guests, and we will see you at the rink.